to the Sweeney Connection with your host, Chad Henderson. That would be me. On the Sweeney Connection, campers and parents of Camp Sweeney, we hope this episode of the Sweeney Connection finds you well out there. And uh, welcome in, and let's welcome in uh, Mr. Weston Mulqueen. And Weston, how are you doing today? Thanks for being here. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to uh, finally be here recording in this uh, studio. Pretty cool. Live on tape from the Shoal Activity Center. It doesn't really look that way. If you, if people could just see where we were, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty it's com- cool. Completely transformed, for sure. And, of course, our co-host, Bob Cannon. Bob, how's it going? I'm still in my uh, Christmas gear. As you can see. I love the Harambe sweatshirt. Yeah. I mean, everybody should have one. And then uh, my Christmas shades, my red Sweeney uh, staff Christmas hat. Um, I'm ex- excited about this podcast. Uh, I'm, you know, working a little bit close with the, the off-season APDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly Moran and then Weston is working with her on all the off-season stuff. Uh, Weston's got a f- few few years here under his belt and uh, second year as an APD, right? This will be my third oh, year. Oh, third year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And um, the thing I like about Weston the most is he's he's got the coolest hair of any APD. Yeah. He's got the little, what do you call the little white wisp of? It's called a Malin streak. Really? Um, yeah. So it's just kind of like I have a birthmark um, on my forehead and the hair that grows off of that doesn't have pigment in it. So hmm. I remember the first cool. time I saw it, I, I asked him about it and he... I, he told me what it was. I told him to cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried yeah. uh, when I was younger, but it just grows back white. No, so. but you get used to it. He's he's, a, he's an awesome guy, and we're, we're going to talk about, uh, I guess we're talking about off-season stuff, right? Pretty kind much. Of, yeah. yeah. Just before we get to that, so you are uh, you just graduated from Notre Dame? I did, yes, back in uh, May. Okay, and, and uh, let's see, what was it? What, what was the degree? Uh, uh, yeah, I graduated science business. science business. Okay, yeah. very cool. Uh, and you're planning a, a, a career in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you said, APD for this will be your third summer as an APD. Mm-hmm. And this upcoming will. So, uh, you know, you, you have a total uh, understanding of what happens in the off season here at Camp Sweeney. And uh, you're now in your third off season as an APD. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this will be my first kind of as like the off-season APD, um, but I've oh, been, okay. you know, part of the team, um, you know, I worked kind of the other two off-seasons uh, while I was kind of dueling it in college, um, but now it's kind of all camp uh, all the time. Gotcha. So this is your first off-season as an right. APD, I should say then. Well, then then you're, you're sort of realizing what all goes into it and, and how much work there is to be done, you know, as soon as camp is over, the work begins, I'm sure. Yeah, it's about, you know, a week after that when we... Uh, when we start planning up for the next summer and you know, it's really not the summer ending in August. It's really the summer continues until the next summer just kind of changes years. Um, you know, that's with a lot of the off season events that we do. We constantly have people up here, you know, all of the connections, you know, with campers being in different States and everything really going on pretty much concurrently. And so the, the PFC life nights sort of tell us about that. Yeah. So PFC life, um, has been around for about, I think about 10 years. Um, it is based off our motto of perseverance, faith, and courage. Um, and they're kind of divided up into two sections. So first is our traditional PFC life events. Those are going to be every Tuesday and Thursday, um, from seven 30 to eight 30 around in the Metroplex. And we'll travel down to Houston and Austin, um, and do those, 
um, probably about once a month, but uh, we have just those. And that is just kind of an hour of kind of fellowship where campers um, of all ages can kind of gather at um, someone's house, um, a camper's house, and uh, just kind of talk about how their week's going. Um, we have some refreshments, some food, um, just talk, kind of get to hang out with each other. And I think the coolest part is a lot of them aren't from the same session. And so, hmm. um, you know, they don't know each other at first. And then, you know, three weeks of going to PFCs, it's like they've been to a session together. Um, And so that's kind of our normal PFC events. And then we also do um, some other fun events uh, that we call our PFC teen events. Um, And so those are going to be our less traditional, not really at a camper's house, but we'll go do activities such as, you know, top golf. We did bowling last week. Um, and so those are for campers who are about 13 and up, um, because, you know, often, you know, they know each other from the older cabins as well. And then you also have the Sweeney family meet and greets. Is that something different, totally different? Yeah. So usually we do a meet and greet with the PFC life. Um, and so a meet and greet is mainly for new families. And so, um, I think Molly and I, we've done about three now. Um, we did one in Colorado, um, I think last month and, uh, where we, I usually give the presentation on the new families, kind of what camp is, because they're kind of looking to sign up. Um, And then Molly runs our PFC Life events with all of the kids. And so, you know, the new campers get to um, kind of experience and meet some new camp families. And then, you know, I get to tell the parents about the great things about Camp Sweeney. Very cool. Yeah, I I kind of forget that we kind of have to recruit you know, new campers to come in. I, I feel like everybody should just know who what Camp Swinney is and what we do here, and they right. should just come here and that's it, you know. But it's, I guess it's just not, not that simple. Right, and I think, you know, the expansion of camp since, you know, I've even been there in 2019 is pretty um, pretty amazing. We now have a growing community in uh, L.A., um, which is, you know, pretty cool. And then we have uh, probably about 30 campers from Colorado, um, and then we have some campers, campers from Maryland as well. So um, we did a... Uh, LA meet and greet last week. We had to do that one over Zoom. Um, but then we're uh, going to Maryland pretty soon um, to do a meet and greet and PFC there. We're going to do one in Chicago. Um, it's pretty amazing just to see the the network and the connection that camp has, especially in the off season. So your, your first summer at camp was 2019 mm-hmm. and then we had the COVID year. And then, so this will be your fifth summer coming up. So Let's just go back to look. What cabin were you in? And tell us about your, your journey as a counselor. Yeah, so um, I have been in Brown Cabin since... Uh, 2019. Um, I love Brown Cabin. I love the uh, energy and the uh, different uh, levels of excitement that it can bring at all hours of the day. And so, yeah, I started um, right after my freshman year of college. I uh, just kind of saw a Camp Sweeney flyer. Um, Lane McAuliffe and Hayden Austin were actually doing that recruiting trip and, you know, they interviewed me. Um, and then I think a couple weeks after that I got offered and I haven't really, you know, looked back since, um, I'm from Fort Worth, so I had never heard of Camp Sweeney. I knew Gainesville was North Texas, um, Mm -hmm. but I had never really, um, heard about camp or knew anything about it. And, um, yeah, I, you know, had the traditional first, uh, year counselor experience. I was the hiking activity counselor and the arts and crafts activity counselor. Um, and so I kind of got both the indoors and, uh, the inside and then, Mm -hmm. I was going to come back for my second year, and that was COVID. So I got to do COVID uh, summer. So that was on Zoom. And then I came up for, I think, July 4th um, when we had one of those family weekends. Um, yes. And we that was a really cool experience for everyone to have since it was outside and, you know, distance. And, you know, kids still got to come and uh, hang out at camp. And then um, after that, in summer 2021, was my first um, associate year. Um, and, you know, that was really just a really cool way to see camp as well from um, you know, a managerial side and just see everything that goes on to make one event happen um, mm-hmm. from every different aspect of the program. 
And, and now you're really getting that picture because you're planning for this summer and have been, you know, as we talked about earlier since, you know, August, basically, right? Right. Yeah. It's now uh, the off season yeah, it kind of, you know, completes the circle for me in the sense of I get to see, you know, where, you know, our fundraising efforts come from, where our campers come from, you know, how we fill spots at camp. And so, um, you know, I think seeing that from a logistical point of view outside of the summer is something that, you know, I hadn't really been privy to before. Hmm. Um, I was going to mention uh, one thing that these guys do that people don't realize is just the hiring process, right? Mm -hmm. It's staffing camp each year is like a major thing. Right. You start that right when camp ends, you've already started it practically, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, right when camp ends, we're, you know, talking to our first year counselors about coming back for leadership and um, camp ended August 5th. And I think um, September 10th or something, September 9th, we were um, actually up at Notre Dame recruiting. And so um, it is pretty much a a 24-7 recruiting effort because you don't only have the counseling staff, but you have the medical staff and Mm -hmm. you have the PA staff. And, um, you know, they're all working different hours. They all go to different institutions with different breaks. Um, And so it's just really cool to see that, you know, you have to hire about 100 people in um, a couple months, which is tough. But, um, you know, usually the people that, you know, we end up hiring, you know, have that really great heart of service and, you know, they want to come work for camp. And, you know, uh, a lot of them haven't really heard about diabetes or like myself, I pretty much knew nothing about diabetes coming in. And then, you know, they go through development and they become, you know, uh, diabetes almost experts. So. Well, other than the hiring process, what has been sort of the biggest uh, challenge so far in planning for this next summer? Is it is it sort of like the scheduling of all the classes and where people are going to be or, or what, what's sort of the biggest hurdle of, of planning for next summer? Yeah, I just I think the biggest hurdle is kind of, you know, building on each year, um, just making sure it's not, you know, the same sense of uh, what it was last year. Um, I think we're doing that. You know, we're uh, hoping to add some classes um, for this upcoming year. You know, obviously we have logistics with the Sweeney Medical Center and things like that, which, you know, kind of lessens the burden of, you know, less, you know, contingency plans and things like this. But um, I think the biggest thing is just making sure that we're continuing to build upon, you know, traditions, build upon, you know, hype around camp. Um, I know one thing, you know, we've liked to do is, uh, be really active on social media this off season and just make sure, you know, campers stay connected with each other. Um, we started our Sweeney highlights, um, which is something that we do, um, each week we started it about a month early this year. And so what a Sweeney highlight is, is we, um, just kind of ask one camper if they would, you know, tell us a little bit about their time outside of camp and their time inside of camp. Um, and then, uh, we kind of put that together and, uh, we have a new format for it this year and then we post it on our social medias and it's really great for the camper, um, you know, to see themselves on social media, but then also their friends to kind of see how they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. All right. We're talking with Weston on the Sweeney Connection and uh, more with Weston right after this. Camp Sweeney is more than just a camp. It's a place where young people with diabetes can develop the skills they need to live long and healthy lives. Our campers participate in a program that offers them a wide variety of activities, including archery, swimming, challenge course, hiking, and canoeing. While participating in these activities, our campers build self-confidence, develop new skills, and meet people their own age who also have diabetes. And let's not forget, a session at Camp Sweeney is a lot of fun. If you'd like to change the life of a child by sponsoring him or her to attend our camp, please contact Southwestern Diabetic Foundation at 940-665-2011 or log on to www.campsweeney.org. We are a nonprofit organization. 
Camp Sweeney is where friendship begins and never ends. And now, back to the Sweeney Connection, a presentation of Camp Sweeney and KPFC-FM, and your host, Chad Henderson. All right, back with Weston on the Sweeney Connection. And uh, Bob, I think you had a question for Weston. Yeah, you know, um, people that, uh, I mean, anyone just looking at camp, they would think, okay, well, camp's nine weeks out of the year, you know. So it can't be that hard to put together and you run it and then you've got another 40-something weeks that you're, there's nothing going on out yeah, there. Yeah, right? right. But there's something going on in, out here all the time. And um, these guys are, like he said, he starts working the week after camp ends. And what I'm interested in know is like what is that most difficult or, or busiest like moment you've had so far like because I'll talk to Ernie you know almost every night and I'll say so what are what's Weston and Molly up to and he'll say well they're on their way to Houston when they're done there they're going to go over to Austin and then they've got to go by Texas A&M because they're going to interview some some uh, potential counselors and so he'll go through all these things I'm like they're doing all this in like 24 hours like yeah. explain one of your most yeah. uh, busiest moments, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I'll do it from a recruiting aspect and then I'll kind of do it from a camper aspect as well. So um, the first is, um, yeah, that recruiting trip you were kind of talking about. We um, try to plan out our trips when we go to Houston and Austin um, just to be more time efficient and, um, you know, to make use of our time the best. And so about a month ago, um, we decided to do a like a med staff recruiting trip um, at A&M's med school. And we were going to pair that with a Houston PFC life and an Austin PFC life um, and doing counselor interviews at UT. And so we, did, we made this giant plan and we were reviewing it with Dr. Ernie and um, he said, oh, well, what about ambassadors? Um, now, ambassadors is another off-season program that we do where um, some of our older campers will talk at our Diabetes 101 classes that they have at Children Health, um, which is where newly diagnosed campers will go and kind of learn about um, what it is to have type 1. And we go and give about a 10 to 15-minute presentation about what Camp Sweeney is and how to sign up and how to get in contact with us. And so those happen every Wednesday morning at um, uh, Dallas Children's. And so we said, oh, no, what about, you know, ambassadors? And so, um, you know, usually Lane is uh, can cover for us sometimes, but uh, he couldn't that week. And so what we ended up doing was um, we actually also had one of our JDRF walks uh, on Sunday. And so we went down to Austin Saturday night, um, and then we had the JDRF in um, – Austin Sunday morning. And then we drove to College Station um, from Austin and we did about four or five med staff interviews on Sunday. And then Monday we did um, about five or six more med staff interviews. And then um, Tuesday we did about three more. And then Tuesday at about five, um, we drove back to Dallas um, from College Station. And then we went and did Ambassadors Wednesday morning and immediately from there drove down to UT. Um, and we interviewed counselors uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And then Thursday night, we had our Austin PFC event. And then we got up and Friday, we interviewed a couple more UT counselors, drove to Houston um, and did a Houston uh, PFC event at someone's house. Um, and then we spent the night in Houston, and then Saturday uh, we did our JDRF in Houston, like the JDRF one walk in Houston. And so uh, then we drove back to uh, Dallas. And so that was probably the busiest week we've had so far and a lot of miles on the road. Um, and that's all you did? Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> that was nonstop for a whole week there. So yeah. when you go to interview these guys, um, guys and girls, um, 
do you try to, is the interview like you're trying to sell them on why they should come to camp or is it more of a, a lot of them already are looking to come to a place like this and you let them ask more questions. How does, how does your interview style go? Yeah. So the interview style, I think, um, really caught a lot of traction. It's a lot different than when I interviewed in 2018. Um, Lane actually, um, kind of made our interview format. We have a whole sheet and we send them an email. It's kind of a two week process, two to three week process. And so we send them an email, um, about two to three weeks out, kind of explaining what, um, you know, camp Sweeney is and why we do what we do. And we do that through a lot of the times the pre-med emails or college of science emails. And so they know that we are a camp for type one diabetes. And the first question that we ask them is how much do you know? Um, and a lot of them like myself, when, you know, I first interviewed was not really anything. And so, um, we take them through what diabetes is, you know, how it affects, um, you know, the body, things like that. And then we kind of go into Camp Sweeney. Um, you know, we give kind of an abbreviated four models talk, um, you know, our mission. And then um, usually we take them through the day in the life of a counselor um, just because we want to make sure that, you know, they we aren't really uh, – you know, selling them, uh, you know, just a camp experience where you're laying out on the water park all day. You know, they know right. that they are, you know, working from, you know, a lot of times seven to about two. And so um, after that, we kind of get into, um, you know, what they've done in college, what they've done, you know, before college, what, you know, what service really means to them, what teamwork means to them. Um, and then, you know, what they kind of do and what they plan to do in the future. I imagine it's like any other kind of hiring. Um, back in my telecom days, I would hire I'd get, you know, 10 job openings and I'd hire a bunch of people and you'd think, boy, this guy's going to be a superstar. And then somebody who you didn't, you hired, but you weren't sure about, turns out to be fantastic, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and you just never know sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I think a big part of our hiring process is looking at everyone holistically. Um, you know, there are people who can interview, you know, really well um, and they're super personal, but then there are also people who are super nervous. Um, but then if you look at their on paper application, their essay is, you know, two and a half pages long about what this would mean to them. And so I think a big part is looking at, you know, them when they have the time to be comfortable um, and then putting that with some of, you know, their answers in our, uh, our application. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it, I was going to ask you if there was like one thing that, that, that you guys look for that when you walk away from the interview, you say, we want to hire that person. But it kind of just sounds like what you just said there is you really kind of have to look at the whole profile and you can't really look at it that way, right? Yeah. I mean, when we tell them in the interview, we're, we say, you know, after you turn everything into us, you know, give us about a week and a half to look over it um, because we're not making the decision overnight. You know, we're not coming back from that interview and, you know, they leave and 30 seconds later, we're like, oh, you know, we're going to hire them. Oh, we're not hiring them. You know, give us about a week and a half and then um, to make our decision um, just to make sure that, you know, we're making sure we get the full picture of you um, and that we can make, you know, the best conscious decision for camp. I just wonder too, so, uh, you know, it's around the holidays now and I guess maybe you don't really know this yet, but I just wonder what, what, what are you guys sort of focused on when, when May 1st hits, you know, because a lot of the planning's already been done and the yeah. staff's been hired basically. And I just wonder what, what's going on right before camp starts. Yeah. So, uh, staff will be hired by, uh, hopefully end of January. Um, all of our staff and development will be taken, uh, care of, uh, probably about early February. Um, and so, uh, you know, early May, we're worried about Sweeney DeMaio, which is our, um, uh, you know, camp fundraiser um, in May. 
And so uh, that's May 5th. And after May 5th, uh, Molly and I will actually come up to camp and we'll be here for the summer. And so we are f uh, really focused on making sure that camp really gets ready for the summer. Um, you know, our, we do a great job at the end of the year, um, making sure everything's put away, but we have to get everything back out. Um, and so we're really focused on, you know, our developments and making sure that we have everything in place. We, you know, making sure all of our keynotes and all of our presentations that we give the counselors, you know, are up to date, uh, whether that's on diabetes technology or things we're going to do differently at camp this year. And so it's really just making sure every, um, you know, I is dotted and T is crossed. And just a question I like to ask just about everybody, but, you know, you graduate in Notre Dame and you want to go into the medical field. And I just wonder, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, how Camp Swinney maybe has impacted your life and, and your decision-making going forward? Yeah, um, I would say, you know, five or 10 years and now, it'll be kind of the time I reflect back on to really solidify, I, you know, what I wanted to do was in medicine. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people have to have kind of that, uh, you know, realization of why they want to go into the medical field and kind of that driving force. And I think, you know, I knew I wanted to do science. I always liked science. But after my first year at camp, there was kind of this indescribable feeling of, you know, why you want to be drawn back to it. And I think everyone who's worked at camp um, can probably, you know, you know, uh, say that's kind of the same for them. Is there this feeling that you get when you're here of helping people and, you know, giving your all to something that's bigger than yourself? And, uh, I think that's what I'm going to look back on is, you know, knowing that, you know, where my roots came from helping people. Very cool. Bob, any, uh, any final thoughts on this episode of the Sweeney Connection? I just have a, a, a question or two questions, I guess. Um, you, I mean, you've been, been around a while here, but now that you're the man in the off season, what's been the most surprising thing to you that you didn't expect? And maybe what's been the most rewarding thing? Oh, man. Um, I would say uh, the most surprising thing is, and we touched on it earlier, is uh, just the pace. Um, you know, whether, you know, we might have one event on Thursday, but we still have two events on Wednesday that would be done. So just kind of learning to take it a day at a time, um, making sure everything is, you know, taken care of before you do an activity. Um, uh, about a month ago, we went up to, we kind of had a 48 hour period that kind of seemed impossible. Um, that was really rewarding at the end. We had our uh, Colorado meet and greet. And so Molly and I flew up to Colorado, um, Wednesday morning. Um, and then we had the meet and greet that afternoon. Um, and then we flew out Thursday morning and we had our gift of Sweeney, um, Thursday night. Um, but then we realized that we had to go to, um, Texas children's to meet, um, Dr. Adhikari to look at, uh, one of our facilities that we're going to do for the gingerbread party here uh, next week, our holiday gingerbread party. And so um, we kind of touched down at Love Field. We drove to the Texas uh, Children's Place. We looked at that for about an hour and then uh, changed and then went to DeBool. And so I just think like the pace of, you know, looking forward to this event um, and making sure we have everything ready um, was kind of been uh, super rewarding. Just, you know, seeing that everything has, you know, gotten done and especially just knowing that, uh, I would say, you know, we get an email whenever a camper signs up, um, especially seeing, you know, new camp families that, you know, mm -hmm. maybe we talk to or we've been emailing with their parents sign up um, or just, you know, seeing that we're actually having enrollment to make the next summer possible um, is probably the most rewarding part. And then I have a, I have a suggestion for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I used to use this, this question in interviews just to stump people. And I would say, why are manhole covers round? So you should use that on the, okay. And, and if, if they, 
if they're smart enough, they'll say, because if you make them square, you, they can fall through or any other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just I mean, ignore me, would you? No, okay, just, no, yeah. I mean, no that's definitely a, a thought-provoking question for it sure. Is. If, if they can't, if they don't answer it right, then you know, I'd just say, well, okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm glad there is a right answer. Of course, we probably end up with no counselors. So, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. We got to look at the whole profile. That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'll be a new category. All right. Very cool. Well, Weston, thank you so much for being on this episode of the Sweeney Connection. Thank you for having me. Uh, I learned a lot for sure. And uh, I know that you guys are so busy year round and uh, I'm really looking forward to this summer and uh, the reunion and and the new medical facility. And it's really going to be great. Yeah. Why are manhole covers around? Um, Because they would, they would fall through if they Oh, you or just, square. You just heard me say that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you got to look at the whole whole profile. There you go. <laughs> Sign this off before I say something else. <laughs> <would> you? <laughs> All right. For Bob Cannon and Weston McQueen, I'm Chad Henderson. And Camp Sweeney, you stay connected. The preceding program has been a presentation of Camp Sweeney and KPFC-FM. No portion of this broadcast may be reproduced or distributed without the express written permission of Camp Sweeney. This is your announcer, Everett Caldwell, wishing you a good night from Camp Sweeney. You're listening to KPFC-FM 91.9, serving Kalisburg, Gainesville, and the entire Sweeneyland area.